Welcome to Electrician U, the friendliest electrical forum on the internet where asking the simple questions is nothing to be ashamed of. Electrician U, we have the solution for trade-related ignorance. I'm your host, Brock Lancaster, and our co-host this evening is Zachary Metten. We also have a guest host this evening from our Discord server, and his name is Oscar. And today's topic is called Liars, Cheaters, and Thieves, where we're going to be talking about all of the perils that come along with people who cheat, lie, and steal, whether it's on the job site or whether it's people we deal with uh, in the office or people that we deal with in everyday life. And... Um, they affect our lives daily when we tend to overlook these things because they don't bother us, you know, that often. Um, but when they do, it's usually in a way that affects our livelihoods. And in this industry, when people lie or they get exposed, um, you have a situation where um, everyone else who kind of made their, uh, let's say they made their plans. Um, now, they're unnecessarily inconvenienced because of a lie somebody told where they said, I, I already did this or I was going to get it done. And you go to do the work and you realize they haven't done their part, so you can't do your part. And then let's say like when uh, someone cheats, let's say they're abusing the rules on the job. Everyone else has to suffer um, as a result of abusing those rules or the standards of conduct. And then even like with thieves, you know, whether they steal $1,000 worth of tools or they may steal like a $1 or $2 pencil, that can completely ruin your day. And so we're going to get into, we're going to talk about just basically liars, cheaters, and thieves. So uh, let's start out um, now. Um, Zach, Zach, what do you think about, uh, um, you know, one of those three topics as far as like what happens in those situations of lying, cheating, and stealing? So there's going to be, I have two schools of thought. Uh-huh. So so you're going to wind up having the one school of thought where, you know, it's, it's not mine. Why should I care? Mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid enough, you know, so I might as well. And right. it, 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 it happens in basically every industry, whether or not, you know, it's a cup, you know, they want you to pay 25 cents for a cup of coffee mm -hmm. and, uh, and, you know, like a paralegal cafeteria, you know, like a legal firm's cafeteria or something, you know, you steal the, you know, they want you to pay 25 cents. You take the cup and you get some coffee anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, that, that, that happens, you know, paper clips, binder clips, mm -hmm. you know, a, a, a standard eight, you know, standard, you know, eight by 11 sheet, you know, ream of paper for home, you know, stuff like that happens all the time, the world over. Yeah. And I, I, Oscar, what, what, what do you think about that? What's, what's your, uh, what comes to your mind when people talk about lying, cheating or stealing? Oh, lying, cheating, same thing. It's like, uh, <clears throat> I really kind of hate the liars and cheaters and thieves, man. Uh, especially since I've experienced uh, with them, especially close to home, mm -hmm. where they broke into a company truck of mine that I use for the company and have my tools in there and stole a thousand dollars worth of my hand tools. And it's, uh, it's a devastating blow, you know. It kind of resets you back because... Some tools, I mean, yeah, some tools are easy to replace, but some, I mean, they got more value to them. Maybe they were hand down from a family member or a close mentor of yours, mm -hmm. and that's something you can't get back. Yeah. Or there's tools that they no longer make, mm -hmm. and it's just one of a kind. Oh, or, yeah. again, it's tools that it take years for you to collect, and you no longer have them. Right, absolutely. And, um, you know, when it comes to stealing for me, like one thing that really irks me aside of that is like when people actually steal tools off the job site, it's like uh, uh, when I even tools, I'm saying, I'm sorry, stealing material off the job site, especially when you need that material to do your job. 
And it kind of puts you in an awkward situation because on one hand, you don't want to be the guy that snitches, but at the same time, they're stealing from the company, which in turn is stealing from your livelihood as well. And so it's like you don't want to say something, but you have to say something um, because you do have to protect your interests, I think. Um, you know, what, what do you think about that as far as like, you know, do you think there's like a no snitching type, type of culture on, on the job side a lot of times where everybody sees, you know, what's happening, but nobody says anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I came up in many different, you know, fields, specifically in the industrial, you know, stuff. So, mm -hmm. like, when you have basically a parking lot full of material, um, you know, shit grows feet, you yes. know. <laughs> and, you know, you might not miss it that day, but, you know, six months down the line, um, hey, do you happen to remember what happened to that six-inch, you know, you know, uh thick wall mechanical copper tube uh that we needed for you know this vent stack for you know the cooling tower you, you happen to remember you, you see that anywhere and you know it's in this case you know let's say it's you know 12 feet long six inches around and weighs probably around 450 pounds of copper you know and uh you know you need that to finish you know the rebuild on this chiller or whatever and it's nowhere to be found right N now you know that shit happened mm -hmm. and i can't say where but that did happen and it it's not just you can't go to home depot and pick that kind of pipe up right yeah you have you have to order it mm -hmm. and you know it, it won't get there for like two months mm -hmm. so you just sure yeah it's quick buck now you know for whoever decided to you know wander off with 450 pounds of copper wow yeah yeah, you know, like it was it was a big chunky pipe and and they just wandered off with it. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. But they must have had help. Right. You know. <laughs> and you know, so that is a giant pain in the tuckus. And then you have you know people stealing like a, you know, 50 foot spool of, you know, 14 THHN. Right. You know, that's not necessarily, you know, apples to apples, mm -hmm. you know. But that happens too. And it shouldn't, um, but it does. And I don't know what goes on inside those people's heads in order to justify it. I, I have some ideas, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know why you would risk your potential further employment over thirty-six dollars in scrap. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. What do you what do you, what do you think, uh, Oscar? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't risk my life, my employment in the company like that, especially if they want to be stealing from the company. You know, I wouldn't risk that. If that's their deal. Um, they chose their path. I'm not gonna risk my employment. So it, it, that, and then you come out to the company and you just tell them, "Hey, man, I saw this person stealing, and all that. Th that's on them, and that'll make you a more trustworthy person to the company." That's that. that that's true. So what? What about people who lie then? I mean, I know you've got a lot of stories about people who've lied to you on the job site. Yeah. Um, people in management. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's mainly, you know, upper management or, like, you know, a vendor made a promise. And, uh, you know, in a trade like this where, like, the guy to your left and the guy to your right or the girl to your left or the girl to your right, you know, you're trusting them 
to watch your back and they're trusting you to watch your back because something could go wrong and then you have to depend on them to either give you CPR or knock you off with whatever you're hooked on. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, whatever else like that. And then, you know, they say, you know, yeah, 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 I did that. Yeah, I did that. Okay. Well, um, you know, you're a month in and then somebody's like, this isn't done mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, you're just like, no, 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 no. You know, so-and-so told me it was done. They They assured me. You know, and they've never done this before. Mm-hmm. Lo and behold, you know, um, they said they hooked up, you know, 32 of, you know, 32 multi-wire branch circuits or whatever uh-huh. in, you know, this panel. And you never thought anything of it. So you go back and you open up that dead front and you look and then lo and behold, it's not fucking done. Right. <laughs> and now you have to go back and do all that work again. And then you are ex- and they expect you to still trust them. Yes. And that's just never, that's just not something you can get back um, with any sort of speed or haste. Yeah, exactly. And um, because, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to add on to the liars part uh-huh. that I, I kind of hate about is uh, some experience I have with this work that we're working on at a faraway job. Uh-huh. We're relying on the uh, supervisors over there to let us know when is it that we can show up and is that the worst thing the job is never ready when they say it's ready exactly and 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 and, and it wastes time especially since we have to drive out there like two hours each way going out there and then we get there and you see hey man you told me that this thing was ready for me i can't even do nothing yeah and now you got to call your boss and tell them that hey they're calling us for nothing we're just wasting gas we're wasting time we could have been doing something else like it, it I hate when people just lie about that. Why can't you just wait? I get the job is important. You want to try to get it done, but there ain't no point in trying to skip ahead if if you're not ready and you don't have guys ready for us. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you have, and then you have the big lies. Okay. Which is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, well, six months down the road. And it's not there, right. there. or whatever it is. It could be a promotion. Mm-hmm. It could be, uh, you know, going to day shift. It could be, you know, um, a rate, you know, not just a promotion, but it could just be just your general raise. It could be any number of things or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be on an out route. You know, you can take the company truck home. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, you know, you're there for two years and you're still going back to the shop so you're eating 10 hours a day, you know 10 hours of your personal time a week you know getting dropped off at the shop to get in your car and then go home you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah and i've had a real I, I experienced a real big lie not too long ago where um it was one of these jobs that just went out of control there was about to be liquidated damages on it um and they basically called for everybody all hands on deck and it wasn't necessarily my project. I was doing the tech side of it. The other crew, they were actually doing the nuts and bolts. And so um, they basically told everybody, you know, nobody's going home till this is done. And so I show up and they show up and they're getting a little antsy. So they really want to go home. And so the crew leader, he asks me, um, you know, what are you doing later on this evening? You know, it's kind of like general conversation. And I said, I don't know. I probably, you know, need to go, you know, get some tools, you know, or, or get some air in my tires or something like that. I forgot exactly what I told the guy. But then so he and his crew left. And what they did is they sent an email out uh, uh, to my boss saying Brock had to leave to go put air in his tires. So we all went home. 
And so the boss called me up, you know, screaming and cursing and yelling and everything. You know, why did you leave? I said, no, I'm still here waiting for instructions and waiting to figure out what it is that we're going to do. I don't know why they all left. Obviously, they didn't want to stay. And so it kind of made me look bad because it's like everybody believed that I stopped this whole job from getting done because I want to go put air in my tires. And um, I don't know if, if, if anybody even really believed me after that. But I mean, all I can say is, you know, I'm still here on the job site. And everybody else went home. Um, but I still didn't really reflect well on me, even though I had nothing to do with that. I said another thing I hate about um, mm-hmm. uh, liars is uh, that I've seen. It didn't happen to me, but it happened in the job that I'm in. Uh-huh. Is uh, people lie to cover their own ass? Yeah, and it it it's I don't know how they I don't know how they can do that to, mm-hmm. to throw somebody underneath the bus, and especially that person that they're throwing underneath the bus is somebody who helped them. And help them through uh, tough times and everything, and watch out for them. And then they'll go ahead and throw them underneath a bus, and it's it's awful, man. You just you just see that, and they'll lie straight to the boss's face, yeah, saying, "Oh, this person, yeah, does doesn't work out. That they, they don't work, and I don't I don't think they're cut out." Like, yeah, it's, it's it's just backstabbing, man. And then they'll go, then they'll go to you. And uh, I'm in a jam, but I need you to bail me out. I'm I'm really having trouble right now. If you could just get me out of the situation. Exactly. Or they'll they'll do the victim card. They're like, oh, it's just so hard on me right now. It's just I just I just can't do it like this. It's so tough. Mm -hmm. You understand. Right. Like, no, we already know the side (laughs) of the story. You're just just trying to play the victim. And that's one thing that I experienced heavily before I made my exit from the last place I worked Uh at. So. You know, uh, it's not necessarily the lion that bothered me. It's, you know, their inability to take ownership for whatever was going on. Mm -hmm. So, like, this guy was so overqualified for the position that he was in uh, on paper. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Right. (laughs) Uh, You know, he had, like, a, you know, Chief B, you know, boiler operator's license. He had a 608. Uh, he had a journeyman electrical, you know, journeyman inside wireman license. Um, he had all these certificates. He's been working for, you know, 52 years or whatever. He took this job to basically coast or whatever. And he was my shift partner. And I trained him up on how the policies and procedures for the company and, you know, what work we do, what work we don't do, what, you know, what we do to make safe, you know, how we do, you know, methods of procedure for specific maintenances and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And we were on night shift and he was completely fine with it, loved it, whatever. I hated it. And, um, but I still did my job. I trained him. Mm -hmm. And then, um, after he got his two months in, he just decided that he was just going to, um, lie, cheat and steal Mm -hmm. his way to doing nothing except sitting at his desk with his feet up, taking a nap, and uh, watching Netflix or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, and then close out his work orders, and then um, my boss at the time, as was my old mentor from a long time ago, and we go way back or whatever, and uh, but he saw me go from you know this thirteen-year-old dumbass kid who didn't know nothing mm-hmm. to being a father of two kids and working on you know working with him, and uh, bringing up, you know good maintenance practices and everything else like that on site and uh and then so he pulls this guy aside because i said i don't 
see this guy, I don't see this guy ever leave his desk. I don't know if he's doing his work orders or not. And he goes, well, you're training, you know, you trained him, you know, so he's your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And then that's exactly what this, you know, what this guy also said to Steve. He's like, yeah, I don't know. He didn't train me at all. He didn't show me how to do this or that or the other thing. So I have no idea. And I, and I, the next day when Steve told me that he, you know, he was, <laughs> well, that he said, you know, this, that, and the other thing, I was just like, oh, that mother. F <laughs> <laughs> and at, at that point, I just stopped helping him full stop, like full stop. I just, my gave a damn broke. I just didn't care. And I had the same experience in my old job with a guy like that. He would, he would say he did something or, or say like, oh, I know how to do this and just doesn't know how to do it and will lie to our faces. Or he would, like, we had an accident one day. Uh, the end of the day, it happened with my coworker. He was working with a guy, and he told him, I need you to strap up that ladder uh, to the truck. He's like, okay, I'll strap it up. Well, he went. He wasn't driving that truck. It was his uh, lead man, and he lead man went driving down. And then he calls him up saying, hey, did y'all strap this ladder down? He's like, yeah, the other guy was supposed to do it. He strapped it down. And it's like, well, it wasn't strapped down, and it fell out. And that other guy saying that you were you were supposed to do it, and he's like, no, no, I told him to strap it down, and he even said, yeah, no, he said you you forgot to strap it down, that you were supposed to do it, and you didn't do it. Hmm. He's like, well, he's lying to you, and he's like, so this guy, in order not to look bad, he's lying to the guys, multiple people's faces, trying to cover himself with that. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, you know, a situation like that is kind of getting off the topic, and it sounds like a guy who didn't want to take responsibility. Uh, which was like kind of the deeper problem because like you were around me in a situation I was in where it's like we were supposed to test the system before we went home for the day. And the person who was supposed to be in charge, the crew leader, you know, this person wasn't very responsible to begin with. But it's like uh, um, they went back, told the big boss, everything's been tested, everything's been working. And I know for a fact that that was a lie because I haven't finished up wiring half of what needed to be wired up that day. And I was going to go back and tell the boss, hey, I thought I was going to finish today, but I'm not going to be able to get that done. And he already told the boss, hey, this has already been finished and we've tested it. And so, of course, when we came back that Monday for the client uh, walkthrough, it, it was kind of an embarrassing situation. And so then when we asked, you know, supervisor, everybody says, well, why did you tell me that it was tested and everything? Well, I was told by so-and-so that, that they tested it. And I asked this person and that person, they said they did what they were supposed to do. And I said, but you're the supervisor. Why didn't you, like, go back and check that, you know? You just chose to lie or at least, you know, carry on somebody else's lie. But then, you know, let me shift over here for a second. And, I mean, we can go back to any of these topics at any time. But, um, you know, one thing I want to ask you guys, what do you think about This is more like a, a philosophical question. Um, are all three of these things intertwined with one another? So, in other words, like, in order to be a cheater, do all cheaters lie and steal? And would we say that, you know, do thieves necessarily cheat and lie? And do liars cheat and steal? No. Okay. Um, so, okay. So, at the same place where I was at, some stuff had a tendency to just grow feet and disappear. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it was a power analyzer or a, uh, you know, a, a bunch of insulated, you know, uh, insulated hand tools or whatever mm -hmm. would just all of a sudden just one day just disappear from the, you know, from the communal toolbox you know we all right. had our own per we all had our own you know tech tools we yes. had our own tech 
tech kits or whatever, communal tools, whatever. We don't care. Mm -hmm. It's just for when you're in a pinch and you need something and, you know, your tools are way the hell over here and you're right there. Right. You know, and the toolbox is there. So you just grab it, you use it, you put it back. Now, sometimes that stuff would just grow feet and we all knew who, who would who would take it mm -hmm. now but also this is the same guy who would put in a 200 hour work week mm. you know what i mean like he, yeah. he, you know 200 hour work week you know you would say hey can you you know can you come in we need re you know we need relief he was always there he was mm -hmm. always there he was always ready and so he's not necessarily a cheater or a liar because if he says he's gonna be somewhere or he did something he did it right now if you asked him dead to his face if he took the tool he would go mm-mm so it was kind of a hypocr you know a hypocritical you know situation but yeah you, you know I asked him to come over and help me put a duck boot on or a filter boot on my HVAC system and he said you know what we'll do one better we'll build one together mm -hmm. and so we did yeah. and he came over and he helped me install it so like this guy actually had character but you know, he would still wander off with, sh with shit. Right. <laughs> oh, like conveniently borrowed, didn't necessarily steal it. Yeah, whatever. It's some. It's some. Some of them would come back. You know, yeah. some of them. He, he needed it for a home project or whatever, and he'd bring it back within like a month or two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, oh. go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say. I would feel like liars is the common, um, like connection between cheaters and thieves. Okay. I feel like. I feel like if if cheat if you know if someone's a cheater and they get caught, what's the thing they're gonna the, do? Oh well, they're gonna lie to, as a last resort. Yes. Like, let me lie, maybe maybe I could get away with that. And same thing with thieves. I'm like, hey, I just saw you steal that. What's they gonna do? They're gonna be they're gonna try to lie real quick. Like, no, you didn't see me. <laughs> you didn't see me do nothing. Right. So I feel like there, there could be a slight connection with them too. Mm -hmm. His lie is gonna be the common the common one between them two. Yeah, yeah, you're right because I figure that if yeah if you're cheating, whichever it is, you you have to lie in order to be able to cheat. The best cheaters are the best liars, I suppose. Exactly. And um, even people who steal, a lot of times, I don't know if every thief is really dishonest. I mean, you like, okay, so stealing is, you know, dishonest in and of itself. But it's like, I don't know, I don't know if there's ever anybody, I can't say, I can't attest to this myself. But I wonder if there's anybody who's like actually stolen something and owned up to it. Said, did you steal? Yeah, yeah, I, I stole it. I, I, I don't know. Because, like, I know some people, I, I, I've run into people who, like, were, I call them stealing, and they're like, oh, oh, is this yours? Oh, okay, I, I, I didn't know that was, if I had no, if I'd known that was yours, I, I wouldn't have touched it. Which, of course, that's a lie, but, you know. It is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I had a small, small case like that. I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you call it a theft. I used to work at Mondong's, and I used to be the manager in that place. Oh, and, uh, man, yeah. During your, yeah, during your closing shift. Uh, you're responsible for counting the cash in the registers mm -hmm. and getting your count for what you what you made during your shift, and you're supposed to input it in the computer. Mm -hmm. Well, I uh, count the money, and I have a bunch of money on the desk, so I had a shirt pocket, and I was like, okay, let me just roll up this money that I counted, put it right there while I count out the rest, and then I'll put it all in the bag and put it in the safe. Mm -hmm. Well, I got ahead of myself and and left, and I still had the rolls of like hundreds, 
in my pocket. Ah. And I, oh my goodness. I, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was like a thousand dollars or maybe a little bit more. Wow. And it wasn't until I got home and I started, you know, changing <laughs> clothes. I was like, Oh, this, I still got this money. Yeah. I was like, I need to, I need to hurry back before they start calling. The cops. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I rushed over there and I'm like, Hey, don't, don't think of nothing. I got the money right here. And they were like, oh, we didn't even count the yeah. seeds yet. But yeah, <laughs> thanks for bringing that money back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because even if you were honest about it, that would have been a very awkward thing to have to explain. You know, I put the money in my pocket temporarily, then I went home and I forgot about it. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Why, 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 doesn't why, help why, yeah, why, why don't you come down to the restaurant and we'll talk about it when you get here? <laughs> yeah, I got like 30 patrol cops. Exactly. Handcuffs and everything. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But um, that 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 I'm I'm sure that happens you know quite often. Um, but then there are people who have stolen like let's say from banks. You know, I, I was listening to NPR and it was this guy telling his story about how he had a gambling problem and he got a job at a bank and he actually stole money out of the safe and um, he disappeared like for like almost like um like six hours gambling because he kept like gambling money away, making it back, gambling it away, making it back. And it got to the point where eventually, I guess, uh, the bank manager realized what had happened. I guess, I don't know how often they count the money in the bank, but somebody knew that money was missing. And uh, just when the guy was about to commit suicide, the bank manager called him up on his cell phone and said, hey, I know what happened. Nothing's worth, you know, going. It's only money. So don't kill yourself over this or something like that. I I forgot exactly how he put it. But um, but the guy was like thinking of all kinds of lies that he was going to tell to try to cover himself for this. And there wasn't anything that he could have done because he is, you know, ultimately responsible for what was ever in the safe. And I don't know if that took a chance. Right there is insane. Say again? They're saying that's crazy and that's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it's, it, it's like, you know, a lot, a lot of times I think that um, – that people do lie because they're always trying to either get ahead some kind of way. Um, same with cheating and trying to get ahead some. I guess if we say we know why people lie, cheat, and steal, ultimately um, it's probably to find a way to get ahead if you don't believe in karma. Uh, yeah, that's yes. And there's also people who will do it just who, who do it pathologically too. Ah. They'll come across those. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily trade specific, you know, to the trade specific. It's you know, co- you know, um, it's, it's in every profession. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll have people who will pencil whip their resume uh, just to do that, or they whatever, or and they act you know a certain way, and then they always somehow magically fail upwards. Ah, yes, right. <laughs> yep. And you and you feel and you yourself feel cheated because you've been honest this whole time and you're stuck here making twenty two fifty an hour or whatever and this dude or gal gal it's not gender specific uh, and they will literally just do whatever the hell they need to do in order to move up and it doesn't matter who they tread on or what they do to get there. Yes, you know, and 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 I and I know a guy who probably makes about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars right now. Who knows nothing about the job that he does? All he does is inflate his resume and keeps rolling the dice. You know, he gets fired maybe a couple months in if he's lucky. Sometimes sooner if if they actually know what he you know what he's doing. 
but it's like he just manages to keep climbing the ladder because every time he goes to a different job, he says, well, I used to work at, uh, uh, um, let's say, uh, uh, Dean Wood. I used to work at Morgan Stanley, and this is what I did. So, oh, wow, that's that's wonderful, which he did, but he never says, I only worked there for two weeks and got fired because I lied to him about what, what I knew about, you know, about what I knew. So I, I definitely hear what you're saying, and that is frustrating to people, you know, who who, who are really trying to do it the honest way. Yeah, and that's that's something that you know really chapped my ass mm-hmm. as I was coming into this field, and then I realized, you know what, what goes around comes around, mm-hmm. and they almost always wound up being found out in some way or form. And uh, you know, one one particular story actually had me lose my job over it, and then turns out about a year later, I get a letter from the same company that uh, canned me, apologizing because they believed him over me. Yep. And uh, that dude went to jail. Wow. Yeah. So I got a, right. so I got a formal apology and an offer to have my job back, and I'm like, no. Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. No. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I, I feel like... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I feel like we're getting to... Uh, uh, depending on also where you work, but I feel like sometimes I just want to strap a gro- uh, GoPro to my head or something so I can I can catch the people who lie to my face mm-hmm. or, or cheat. Because most, it's mostly liars because I have people who tell me tell me stuff. They'll be like, mostly for this supervisor over in this faraway job, they'll tell me, oh... This 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 is gonna get done this day, or this cabinet is gonna be right here, and they're like, okay, that cabinet is gonna be right there. Uh, that means over here, I can put in a plug, and I go and put in a plug, and then later on, I find out that the cabinet's not going there; it's going where I have my plug. Yeah. And they try to lie, saying, no, no, remember, I told you that the cabinet was gonna <laughs> be going over there by your plug. And I was like, man, there's times I want to wear a GoPro so I can just re re rewind it and show it to their face, like, look, look, watch yourself lie. Yep. Well, along those lines, one thing that really frustrates people when they deal with me is that when they tell me a lie and I know they're lying, I never give them any indication that I know they're lying. I I just go right along with it. And so they're always gauging, you know, did he buy it or not? Did he buy it? And so then time goes on and it's like, you know, when he says, uh, um, um, like everything is going to be done by Wednesday and I go ahead and start planning for Friday because I know he's not going to be done by Wednesday based upon the lie he's telling me. And so when Wednesday comes and goes, I don't even say anything. I don't say, hey, what happened? I don't say none of that. I just prepare for Friday. So when Friday rolls around, I'm ready. And he's like, well, how did you know what was going to happen Friday? You know, you, you should have said something to me. I said, no, no, you told me Wednesday and we said Wednesday, right? Yeah, but it's Friday. Yeah, but what did you tell me? And, and so it, it just frustrates people. You know, when I don't tell them, when I don't call them on their lies, because it's, it's like I don't give them an opportunity to defend what it is that they said. And so, yeah, having that GoPro would be just, you know, so much sweeter to say, yeah, this is what you said two days ago. You remember that? Yeah, just let them dig their own hole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it just, just carry a, one of those foldable shovels on your, car, on your tool cart and just yep. hand it to them yep. and walk away. Yep. Uh, before you start talking here, hold this for a minute. Yep. I'll let you dig your own hole. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's like, um, well, you know, some of the things we're thinking about when we're talking today, I started thinking about uh, um, this guy pulled up on YouTube. Um, he's a psychologist. His name is Paul Ekman. He's got a consulting firm, I think, called the Paul Ekman Group. And uh, one of the things that he um, that I was reading about is um, just basically the question, why do people lie? And um, let me see if I can pull this up here. 
And so uh, when we talk about why people lie, um, let's see, he has, um, I think he had 10 reasons. Okay, so he said nine motives for telling lies. And um, just by topic by topic, he said uh, uh, to avoid being punished, um, to obtain a reward not otherwise readily obtainable, uh, to protect another person from being punished. Number four, to protect oneself from the threat of physical harm. Uh, number five, to win the admiration of others. Hmm, that's interesting. Uh, number six, to get out of an awkward social situation. Uh, number seven, to avoid embarrassment. And see, number eight, to maintain privacy without no notifying others of that intention. Uh, I guess that's kind of reasonable sometimes. And then nine, to exercise power over others by controlling the information that the target has. What, what, what do you all think about that? I personally can say that I have walked up to my manager and said that I I am having lady problems. I need to go home. Mm -hmm. Yep. They didn't buy it. <laughs> I'll sometimes tell them that I have to go home that my goldfish has drowned. Ah. <laughs> Now that's that. That's what about um, <laughs> my goldfish has swim practice. I can't do it that time. <laughs> I gotta go. It's a four o'clock. I can't be late. I already was late last time. Right. And when people tell lies like that, you you try not to laugh at them. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, that's a pretty good list. I, I, I don't. I'm I'm not wired that way. So like, I mm -hmm. can't really wrap my head around it. Right. I mean. I mean, yeah, I will. I will help a buddy out. Like, you know, I will. I, I will go to war for mm -hmm. my, you know, for people that I have invited, you know, invited into my inner circle or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that includes lying, cheating, and stealing. But that's just because ride or die. And they, you know, they rode into hell with me, and I will do the same thing for them. Mm -hmm. And it, does that make me a bad person? I don't know. Yeah, but it's it, it it's like one thing that's the most valuable, in my opinion, one thing that's most valuable to have in this world are, are the relationships that you build. And it's like when you lie or cheat or steal within the, the, the boundaries of that relationship, you kind of shatter it and no amount of forgiveness or explanation can ever restore it. And um, so I, I don't know if like, um, um, I mean, of course, you know, people can forgive each other and they can kind of move on as if it did as it never happened. But I don't know, somewhere like in the back of your mind, you're always going to be thinking about what that person did or it's like even like, you know, you're talking about ride or die. Um, you know, are you still ride or die after that after something like that happens? Well, it's not necessarily like I'm lying to them. OK, OK, or, I got you. I understand. Or the, or the other way. Uh -huh. So like. You know, was you know was uh, was Jason with you Friday night? Yeah, 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 yeah. We had uh, we went to Wingstop. Um, we had a couple, you know, we had a couple drinks, mm -hmm. and then he, you know, and then we, you know, he came back to my place. He passed out on the couch when she was on, you know, and then, you know, and uh, it turns out that you know Jason or whatever was out, uh, you know, boinking some other some other lady right. or whatever, mm -hmm. and and then you're just like, well, man, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Well, I see, yeah, I got you. I understand that. You know, you know, like yep. you can, you know, man, I'm a piece of shit, and uh, you know, and if it, you know, if it happens once, you know, it's one and done. All you know, well, man, fuck you for putting me in that position, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but you know, don't ever 
you know, make me do that again. I won't do that again. And if they put you in that position again, you know where you stand. Yeah. But, okay, so I, I had a situation where I had a friend that I used to do that for. He's no longer a friend for obvious reasons. But it's like what would happen is that I would cover for him with my lie. But then he'd come back and throw me under the bus saying, uh, uh, no, I wasn't where Brock said uh, uh, I was. I was actually over here doing this, you know. Well, uh, that's just Yeah, asshole. exactly, exactly. And it's like, you know, good. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna say, do you think there's like a, like a good lie, or like a, like a lie that's more beneficial that there is harmful, like in the work environment? I would say. Yeah, yeah. You wired that that plug up just right. Yep. <laughs> I was I was mostly thinking like for over here, like um, sometimes we have inspections and mm-hmm. oh, actually we have to have inspections now. Uh-huh. Sometimes, but, um, and and then there'll be sometimes the inspector will be like, oh, did y'all do it like this? And we'll just be like, yeah, yeah, we got it done like that. And ain't nothing, you know, that's going to be like yeah. life critical or right. anything like that. We just do that. So it's just like the inspector just lets it pass and they'll be like, okay, I'm talking about something like that. And I don't know if you well, count that as like a good lie or bad lie or I don't well, know. Well, I've had to cover for, you know, apprentices and whatnot before. Not necessarily cover because they made a mistake, but like they did something and uh, it was very easily fixable. Yeah. And then, you know, the superintendent or the general contractor or the electrical contractor says, you know, was this done, you know, right the first time? And I'll say, yeah, yeah, they, you know, they're doing good work, you know, you know. And mm-hmm. then in the back of my head, I'm like, I, you know, I got to show this guy how to do it better or whatever at some point in the near future. Because, you know, one of these days I'm not going to be here. And they're going to be at another job site, and they're going to expect somebody to do the same thing for them. Right. But at the same time, it's like sometimes um, those kind of lies, I'm not saying it's appropriate to always lie, but sometimes those lies are, are, are you have to tell because if you told them the whole truth, it would cause you more problems down the road for something that doesn't change one way or the other, whether you tell a lie or tell the truth. So in other words, like, you know, if somebody says, hey, are we going to be ready for inspection tomorrow? Or are we ready for inspection tomorrow? And it's an hour before before quitting time. You know that you're not, but you know that you will be. And you know if you say, well, I'm not ready now, but I'll be ready at 3 o'clock when it's closing time, you know that that person is going to get on the phone, call your boss, you can get a bunch of emails, you can get a bunch of phone calls, Zach, what's going on? Why is this not ready? And, you know, you're, you're, try, you're trying to stop that, 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 that uh, avalanche from coming down and hitting you. So that, that's what that's what I would say that's kind of beneficial because it's like uh, uh, you're not necessarily telling a lie to deceive your supervisor or, or deceive all the people, you know, connected to the situation. But you've had to tell that lie to prevent something more terrible from happening, which will ultimately end up in you not being ready. Pretty much. Yeah, I've, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I know I want, you know, like, is this going to be done by, you know, Friday? Uh, type deal yeah. well maybe you know ne- you know when you say it's something like well maybe mm-hmm. you know you, you're you're technically not wrong and you're technically <laughs> not right yep however you better damn well make sure that you're done mm-hmm. on friday right exactly but see the thing is even if you say maybe 
what I hear, especially if I don't know what I'm talking, you know, if, if I don't really know your job, what I hear is, oh, Zach is not going to be ready because he said maybe. So he, yeah, exactly. So I've got to call Zach's boss, and I got to call Zach's boss's boss, and I have to call the owner of the company to make sure that that, that it's going to be done by Friday. Not knowing that I'm making it harder for Zach to finish his job. Because now Zach's got response to all his phone calls and emails that explain, you know, why he's not going to be ready. And that, that'll literally screw my entire schedule up. Because mm-hmm. now can, I'm in meetings. And, oh, oh, and on top of that, you know, Zach, no, we need you to stop what you're doing to come to a meeting and explain to us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm in a meeting. Like, come on, guys. Exactly. I'm either done by Friday or I'm in this phone call. What do you know? What do you want? I, I want you to be in this phone call. That a big time. <laughs> I want you to be in this phone call and be ready by Friday. <laughs> ah, you don't pay me enough for this shit. <laughs> I got experience with that one too. It uh-huh. happened to me this week too. <laughs> it's uh, I think um, <clears throat> we're working far over there again, and uh, we're kind of coming back and forth. We have another job going down here in Houston and one in Beaumont, mm-hmm. and I know we were working down here. And these guys uh, in Houston, they want they, they want to put insulation in the walls already, and they're trying to ask us if we're going to be done with all our stub out, so they can you know put up insulation. I tell them, hey man, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't know, but uh, I'll tell you what, th- this was on Tuesday, and I tell them, tell you what, I I, I got to work Wednesday and Thursday over there, and Beaumont Friday will come back here. I'll tell the boss, and I call the boss up and I tell him, hey, we can probably finish out over there you know wednesday and thursday and come back here on friday to do this and he's like oh that'll work perfectly so then we get hit with the curveball with this inspection that this inspector wants uh island plugs so that means we have to cut, cut out concrete to run it so that takes more time and i told him okay well thursday we'll we'll get that concrete cut we'll run the pipe and pull in the wire so friday we can come back to houston and you know continue working well uh, we got hit with some curveballs on Thursday, and uh, I have a saw that burned up that I was using to cut the concrete with. That took time out, and I had to go and buy another saw. And we only had like a little rotary hammer to break it all up, and it was some strong concrete. And uh, at the end, this is making me look bad at the end when I had to call him up and tell him, Hey, I'm sorry, uh, we're going to need another day out here to, to finish up. And it's kind of making me look like a liar. Like, oh, you told me Thursday. Well, right. we had a lot of obstacles. And now, I don't know, like to the boss, I might look like like a liar. Yeah, that's why you get told early. Well, I, I don't know if everybody does, but under promise, over deliver. Yes. You pod. U-P-O-D. I, I got to remember that for next time. Yep. Not not over promise and under deliver, as a lot of people like to do. Yep. So I learned that pretty early. You know, what, what can you get this done by Thursday? Ah, um, I'll see what you know. Like, I'll see what I can do. Right. And you know, and you know, it's Monday or whatever. Can you get this done by Thursday? I'll see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And then you just reschedule your priorities and get that done first. You know, you eat the frog, get that done, and then uh, you get the other stuff done, and then you look like a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being a liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. In their eyes anyway. Yeah. So so like another thing about lying is um like I'm looking at a comment here in the stage chat and uh someone says here there was a welder who came to our job and had all kinds of certs, but then when he tried to weld aluminum he had no idea what he was doing. And so my buddy kind of saved him and took him under his wing and then he found out that he had just gotten all those certs off the internet. Uh uh so what do you think about people who lie about their credentials? And get caught in the process. I feel like if it's 
if you lied about something small mm-hmm. that you know you can easily easily be taught yes. like oh i said i knew how to wire up a three-way but i really didn't mm-hmm. okay that that ain't too big of a problem but something bigger like like let's take that example for the welding mm-hmm. and doesn't know welding and said that he knew mm-hmm. well this could what what kind of welding is it is it for structure support do you not know like which two metals cannot mix and this is potentially something that could fail in in, in the long run or right away after it's built like that that's a critical thing mm-hmm. that i feel should be known because you know that that involves people's uh, property and lives yeah yeah but even still it's like you know, you were talking about the guy who couldn't wire up the three-way. You know, we're saying in, in that example, um, if your welder would have owned up to that and said, "Hey, I just have all these internet certs, and but I really can't weld." I mean, do you really give the guy a pass for that, or do you still can him because that's such an important job to do? Uh, uh. That, yeah, that's a. Um. It, I guess it would depend on how hard up you are for labor. Right. Either, because, you, either you make them into the welder that he says he is, yes, exactly. or you shit can them there. Right. And because, not bother. Right. Because I don't know if you can make somebody a welder the same way you can make them a uh, a trim out guy for for switches and receptacles. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's, exactly. it's not necessarily a skill that you can just pick up in an afternoon. You know. Not you can't get a crash course in welding. I, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you can with, like, stick or something like that, or, okay. like, you know, bigger the glob, the better the job, but you can't, <laughs> right. but, you, but you know, if you're working on, like, you know, MIG or TIG or something like that, that's, that's you know, it's a hot metal glue gun, yeah, but, you know, there's an art form to it. Mm-hmm. I would also say it depends on how committed they are. Like, if the person went, lied about his credentials, but went and bought, you know, like a, a welder, a TIG welder, mm-hmm. and all that to, to, to have as his own. I mean, that to me would be like, okay, I know you lied, but I could probably tell you give a damn. So right. I might give you a chance. I'll put you underneath this guy and, and let you try out. Right. So it shows that you put some skin in the game, that, that you're actually owning up to the lie. and, 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 uh, um, and, and um, But you're committed. You're committed. You, you made your bed, now you're going to lie in it. You're, you're going to take it. Yeah, like I can turn pretty much anybody into a serviceable technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, your resume doesn't really matter to me, mm-hmm. as long as you're ready and willing to learn. Yes, it doesn't matter if you said that you have a bachelor, of, you know, a BS degree in BS, right? You know, yes. bachelor of science, <laughs> yes. you know, and uh, you know, sure, yeah, that's great, but. Uh, I, that uh, has really no bearing on whether or not you you actually know what a sheave is or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm I'm gonna teach you. It doesn't matter what you said. Right. Yep. But at the yeah, just let just say at the end, come out as honest. Even if electrical welding, whatever. I mean, if the boss sees you have your own tools and you're really committed, you don't have to lie. They, they don't they don't really care. They're just gonna want to like, hey man, this guy. I know he. he you don't have to lie. I can see you. You're determined. You're going to be all that. I'm going to keep him for the long run because I know that this guy will be determined and will actually, you know, stick through and through versus someone who doesn't have the tools and doesn't really give a damn that could just walk out of the job any day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But, Go ahead, B. Okay, yeah, but you know, I, I'm thinking also like I, I've had personal situations where I've like applied for jobs that I could not get because I couldn't get past the HR department. It's like when I uh, um, went into the IT industry, I was putting out resumes anywhere, everywhere. You know, never got an email back, not never got a phone call. Um, and as soon as I started putting alphabet soup on the bottom of my resume of stuff that I've never even touched, I started getting the calls, and uh, it was like that fine line between saying enough just to get past the gatekeeper but then when I got into the interview I had to you know I had to basically fess up at that point and say well I don't really know this that well even though it's on my resume I'm not that really you know and I didn't even tell them the whole truth I said yeah I'm not I kind of sort of know it but I, I really need a refresher I'm kind of rusty on that you know <laughs> and that's kind of like that's kind of where I my first actual like out you know out route tech job or mm -hmm. whatever i kind of got like cornhole you know shoehorn or cornhole or you know backed into a corner mm -hmm. on that so like i did uh you know facilities work for a f you know a few years um and then they you know a company bought this and then they were just like here's a truck um you've done this before right I'm like yeah 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 <laughs> i have no i have not you know um i've never had to manage my own you know i never had to manage my own time mm-hmm and now I have, you know, eight guys underneath me. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I've had management, you know, experience. Yeah, I've done, you know, project management and stuff like that. But that was for, you know, stationary locations. Uh, managing a mobile team is not the same thing. Right. It, it just isn't. I'm like, yeah, 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 I know what I'm, yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. I thought it was. So, to me, it wasn't a lie. My manager, you know, within, like, two months was just like, dude, you have no idea what you're doing, do you? I'm like, no, and you never thought to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of like in my old job where I did a residential before I got even hired on the spot. Mm -hmm. One of the things that they have me filled out was uh, test your knowledge. So you know that you're not lying, and they'll, they'll tell me right there, uh, draw and wire up a three-way system and draw and wire up a four-way system mm -hmm. and give you little pieces of code and like, okay, what, what's the code for this and all that. So they can kind of see like where you're at and make sure you're not lying. Cause you know, you could put on your resume. Oh, I got years of experience and all that, but they'll catch you right there. And then what you don't know how to do all this or you don't know basic code. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's kind of where I'm at when I, when I have people assigned to me for working, you know, I'll, I'll be like, okay, what would you do in this, you know, situation? Uh -huh. and, and then I listen to what they don't say. Right. Not what they actually say because yeah, they you know, they've been either in the industry or adjacent to it or whatever. So they know the words, they know the words, they know what order they should go in. But they're not telling me things like, you know, if they backsat, you know, whatever, you know, this king valve on the line side or whatever for like a large chiller or something like mm -hmm. that. They've they're not telling me it's what they're not telling me that I pay attention to. Like, you yeah. know, they're saying, "Yeah, I've evacuated the system." Well, how did you do that? Uh-huh. You know, I, I didn't actually ask that question. I was just listening for it because either either they know what they're talking about or they're just saying words. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, you know, you ask this question, like, you know, for instance, you talk about this intercooled uh, uh, server system, what have you, and you say crack unit. That there, when you say crack unit, that should either light a light bulb in their brain or if they look at you like deer in the headlights, you know immediately. Exactly. So, like, you can have, the you know, you can... 
have people that have been in the hardware space mm-hmm. for a long time, and now they want to get into the power side or yep. the cooling side mm-hmm. or whatever, and because they, they want to get paid more money, right? You know, because we get you know data center guys get paid more than the hardware guys, uh-huh. you know, and they want to come in and they've been around long enough that they know the words and they know what alphabet soup order it needs to go in, mm-hmm. and they've either done the time and they've done the research and yeah, I'll give them a shot, or they're literally just saying stuff. Right, yeah. Yeah, and, and so I, I think, like, it's almost like um, both the employers and the applicants kind of have to have a shared responsibility on that because it's like the people who are doing the intake don't really know how to properly vet these people. Whereas if, like, you know, somebody could come in here and bear their soul, you know, to somebody like you or me who actually knows what's going on, I can get a pretty quick assessment of whether this guy is a usable employee or not without him trying to impress me with things that he doesn't really know. Yeah, and that's exactly why I like to be included in the hiring process mm-hmm. when it comes to somebody or or if I'm on the receiving end of said interview. Mm-hmm. Exactly, because like I, I was in an uh, interview maybe six, seven months ago applying for a job that I wanted, and the guy interviewing me, he said, but have you ever been in an apprenticeship program? Well, no, I haven't. And I said, well, have you ever uh, um, done this or done that as far as like going to trade school? Well, no, I haven't. And so then he asked, well, how is it that you know everything that you say that you know? And I couldn't convince him that my hands-on experience and watching people and being taught by different people uh, um, was uh, uh, my way of learning. And so that kind of killed me on that job. But had I lied and said I was in an apprenticeship program or had I lied and said that I had gone to school somewhere, yeah, I probably could have gotten past that gatekeeper. I don't know what the consequences would have been later on down the road, but you know. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And then, you know, but if you're going through a program like that, you know, you'll have a reference number. That's and true. And then they might ask you for that. That's true. <laughs> and and then now you're put on the spot. And exactly. Now you have no idea what to think of that conversation you just had. Yep. But then conversely, I've been in situations where I've where I've had references prepared and they didn't ask me for any of them. <laughs> you know, they ask you things on the uh, application. Are you a U.S. citizen? But never ask for your Social Security. Never ask for proof that you're a U.S. citizen, but they ask you that. You know, they ask you, where'd you go to school at? Where, where, you know, what year did you graduate? Yeah. I, I know. For somebody like me or whatever, I just say I didn't. <laughs> Well, do you feel like uh, do you feel it would have been beneficial on your end? Like, say if you say if you did lie and you were like, okay, I went to an ap- apprenticeship and all that, and 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 did all that, and now a couple months, you know, you're already in the job and you're working for that company a couple months, and then they just decide out of the get go, like, oh, let me go ahead and uh, pull up your reference number on this job, and like, oh, you don't have it, but you know, you already proved yourself as uh, like that you know your stuff even though you didn't go to an apprentice, uh, apprentice program in, in the first place, like, would you feel like, it, like if that happened to you or you were working for somebody and they, someone did that to you, would you still keep them or would you fire them or what would you do? Well, I, I, that? I, I can tell you just from the experience of a friend of mine who recently lost his job. Um, they asked him on the job application, have you ever been committed of a felony? I mean, have you ever, have you ever been convicted of a felony and, in the last seven years? He wrote down no, but he was convicted of a felony 20 years ago. And so he had never disclosed that because they only asked him about seven years ago. And so they did a more extensive background and they found out about the felony uh, like 20 something years ago. And so 
it just turned out that they just decided to check up on him randomly. And so it didn't matter how good this guy was like one of the top people in his office. Uh, he knew the job better than anybody else there. Uh, always came to work on time, never complained, never took days off. Uh, he was like a star employee. But because of like the way that the the the, um, the office and the company was so departmentalized, it's like, you know, I give you a job to go find, you know, to go on a witch hunt. And the person who's given that task, their job is to go find all the bad people in the company. And so we don't care what you did. We don't care, you know, what you've contributed. My job is to go find all the bad people and fire them. And so when you have like one of those jobs, you have like robotic people in there. Um, that's kind of what you got. And even like, you know, my situation, um, I would have not been able to prove myself well enough to make them change their mind if they went back and checked on me. And so to answer your question, like I say, if I were to hire somebody under those circumstances and they prove themselves, being that I'm a small business, well, yeah, okay, you proved yourself. Uh, um, I have no reason. And, and I would say I understand why you said that because I probably would have, you know, shut, you know, slammed slam the door in your face had I known that up front, you know, in, in all honesty. You know, being we're talking about lying, cheating, and stealing. But uh, in, in all honesty and all fairness, yeah, I probably would have slammed the door on the guy had I known all this stuff about him. And But the fact that he circumvented my system, got in, showed himself to be a worthy employee, um, yeah, that would change my mind. But but in a lot of situations, you don't get that opportunity. No. And, uh, to that seven-year thing, that that's just kind of shit. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know. Does he have any fighting grounds on that? Because they only told him seven years, and that happened 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was to the point where, I mean, the situation is so ridiculous. It's like, well, I don't even work there anymore if, if that's the way they're going to treat me, you know? No, that's why I was just like, you know, that's just kind of shit. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't bother mm -hmm. at that point. Because if it's on the top of the question, you know, within seven, you know, within the last seven years or whatever, and he answers no, well, he followed the letter of what they were asking. It's in. Now it's their HR or whatever policy to just do as they will, and uh, you just you can't fight them on it. Right. There's literally nothing you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but even there's like another situation where this woman, um, uh, and this was a few years get back on the news. Um, this woman had been working for her company and been there like 45 years or something like that. Um, never disclosed the fact that she uh, got caught shoplifting when she was 18. Somehow they found out about it. And fired her after 45 years of service with the company. Wow. Yeah, you know that bubble gum you stole? You know, it all came back to high. <laughs> yes, aren't you? Exactly. Yeah, no more pension for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No more pension. You're done. <laughs> yeah, lost pension, profit sharing, every benefit that, that she was entitled to. 401k, gone. Yeah. I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think if you well, get fired, you get to keep your 401k. Yeah, you do. It usually gets paid out on your check. I feel like when a company is like that, and and again, and, and then they clearly said like, like for example, your friend for seven years. I feel like if the, if the company's gonna be that much of a of a pain, then yeah, I, I think there's no point in sticking around. You just take your skills and go elsewhere. Someone that will appreciate you, right? Because the guy is good enough where you know if he loses his job today, he'll have another job probably next week. And it will only take him that long because he'd be choosing which job he wants to take. Yeah, and that's a good place to be in regardless, mm -hmm. too. Not necessarily the whole firing thing, but that's still a good place to be. Right, absolutely, yep. Oh, yeah, and, and, and so, um, but, you know, that, that, that was definitely an ex excellent question, Oscar, because um, people are always walking that fine line 
between, you know, do I tell them this? Do I not tell them that? Do I embellish this? Or do I outright lie about that? Because, you know, we exactly because we see the people who lie, cheat and steal and they keep getting ahead and they keep getting further up the ladder as far as where they want to go. I mean, of course, you know, karma will get them and it'll come crashing down one day. But I'm thinking to myself, you know, can I just lie a few times just so I can get to a, a particular point and stop and go straight after that? You know, <laughs> you know, look. Inner, the inner moral compass doesn't allow me to do <laughs> <You're> that. <right. laughs> but I'm saying, just let me get up to like a $250,000 range, and then I'll quit. I'll, I'll go straight after that, you know? <laughs> I know I had a story about guilt with, with that. It is that uh, some, some guy selling custom-made stuff at a outside of a store, and me being curious, I was looking into them, and it's for like a uh, foundation for people who are going through rehabs. And I picked up this plate that said made in Texas. And I was like, oh, this is custom made. That's good. It's all out of wood. Nice. And I accidentally dropped it. And I was like, guys, like, oh, don't worry about it. And I felt bad. And I ended up buying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I, th I think stores have like shopkeepers insurance or it, it, it's like I, I had done something like that when I, when I was a... Um when I was a kid, it's like they used to sell sodas by a six pack in a Seven Eleven. They were glass bottles, and they didn't have like six packs wrapped up. Or one particular type of sodas I was getting for the family, uh, they weren't necessarily uh, wrapped up all together in the plastic shrink wrap. And so I carried six bottles of soda individually, and I took them to the counter. And just before I got to the counter, I broke one, and so I, you know, just went ahead and paid for it with the other, you know, with the other five. And then when I got home and told my parents what had happened, they said, "Oh no, no, you're not. If you break something in the store." You're not supposed to pay for it. That's what, that's what all shopkeepers understand. That's like a universal principle. Yeah, unless the sign on the door says you break it, you buy it. Yeah, well, that's, that's something different. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? And, and, and you know, thinking about Oscar's example, like I so said, you, you were like in, in, in like kind of like a gift shop, right? Where the uh, you talking about when I dropped that thing? Yeah. Uh huh. It was a it was a Walmart. I, it was just out in front. Some people oh. selling it, making a little fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. I, I would definitely want to want to get. I would definitely want to pay for it if you're talking like a small business or a small, you know. Yeah, yeah, like the guilt got to me. I didn't, I didn't want to do that to the guy, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Unless he was buying this. But, but I definitely can. Yeah, I can definitely talk about them thieves. Uh, I know some thieves in uh, like Home Depot, for example, when I used to work there. Uh -huh. One of the reasons that there was so much theft is because of their, their theft policy Hold that on. they got going on. Which Wait a minute. So, so, so there's uh -huh. a lot of theft because of a theft policy. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's stupid, man. Like, okay. like the reason... The reason because of it is that people steal so much from like Lowe's and Home Depot is we can't intervene because then you pr lose your job. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So when the thieves get a hold of this information, maybe it's a maybe it's a two way party and, you know, they got an inside guy that tells them that. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? They come in here with carts and start loading tools and throwing them in the car and they can't do nothing. All they got, all they can do is record. But as long as they got their plates and have mask on, that they're pretty much scot free and can just sell it online. Which it doesn't help. It doesn't help the you know the businesses or us who end up paying for the increase in tools because mm -hmm. of, of policies like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, and I knew a guy who did that, and um, he ended up getting a slap on the wrist. As a matter of fact, when when they caught him. Uh, if good. it's under if it's under a certain amount of money or whatever, they don't really chase them. So yeah, whether or not that well, they left all the Ryobi. <laughs> yeah, whether or not it's like you know, you know, five hundred and under or whatever, it doesn't really matter. It still happens. Well, if they left the Ryobi, that's good because that, that, that's all I buy is a Ryobi. So I'm happy. 
I remember I walked down the aisle and I saw all the Milwaukee, Makita, and the wall gone. And yeah. I'm like, oh no, Ryobi store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or just like, you know, you see people you're talking about stealing the uh, laundry detergent. They steal all the Tide. And it's like I go to stores nowadays and they have like a cable lock going through all the, all the handles of, of, of the Tide detergent. Why? Uh, uh, but, I, yeah, that... that I, but, I don't know. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Google it. Laund- laundry detergent is a very common item that's stolen in mass quantities, just like stereo equipment. I, I mean, if, if you say somebody wants to do a mass stealing of, 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 of you know, tools or electronics from Home Depot or something, I mean, from uh, from Walmart, uh, Tide and the liquid Tide is one of those things also. That's so odd. Yeah. And it's like they're not taking any other detergent. They just want the Tide. Tide must be a very good product. Well, blue blue just means it's cleaner, right? I guess. I don't know. I mean, I do have to admit that that Tide cleans just about everything out that I've I've uh, um I've I've needed washing. You know, I never had to wash it twice. And then Chipotle, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> And there's like someone here is saying um, in the comments, I've seen cable locks on the Tide too. Also, Red Bulls are now usually behind locked glass. Or they have these sippy cup looking things on the tops. And that's funny. That is something I haven't seen. I've seen the locks on detergent though. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got the locks on the baby formulas now. That's been a thing for a long time. Really? Yeah. First time I well, first time I seen it in Texas. Before I used to go up there and just get it, and now I got you got to find. Well, I don't have a kid, but now I see that that, that they got it all locked up and behind glass and everything. Pretty soon, I'm worried we're gonna get to a point where you can't even get the simple like five dollar item without calling somebody. Yeah, that that's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I go into gas stations nowadays, and the entire store is behind one big sheet of glass. Yep. And I, I and I asked the guy. I said, "What do you have problems with? You know, you know, people, you know, holding up the place or robbing?" He said, "No, no, no. People just steal from this from this area." Yeah, and that's kind of a a reflection of the environment that you're finding yourself in mm-hmm. too. Whether or not that's your upbringing or the people you surround yourself with mm-hmm. or the geolocation you find yourself in. Yep. Right. But even like, so. but like, even like you were talking about earlier, where you know somebody says, if you have like this, you know, you have like like a, a um, several, you have like a, a, a three hundred square foot area of just like material. You think to yourself, this company has got all the stuff. You know, they're not going to miss what I take. Yeah, and I've met people like that, mm-hmm. and it's always weird. I mean, like I've had stuff stolen off of my work truck, where like I had the PVC pipes on the one side of the ladder rack yeah. or whatever, and. I had a lock through the, you know, the screw cap or whatever. Uh-huh. So they cut the lock, they unscrew the thing or whatever, and then they pull all the, you know, all the conduit and copper out of that, mm-hmm. you know, that PVC pipe thing. And I go out there and I'm just like, damn it. Yeah. You know, like, I don't, I don't really care because like we aren't, you know, it's a company P card and it's insured and right. everything else like that. So it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But still, like. What happens if I needed that, you know, that day? Exactly, yeah. Now your day is all messed up because now you have to go back and get the stuff, hoping it's in stock now. Yep, and, you know, if that were to happen, like, in the last two years or whatever, I would be so screwed because they don't have any of that shit right now. Mm-hmm, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and then also think about like um, um, even if it's not like okay, so so sometimes you have situations. Let's say like um, I, I lost my train of thought. I got something like for, yep. for, for when you get like say someone stole from you and all that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a good learning experience. Um, you know, to prepare for for like okay, what could I have done differently? Yeah, since this happened to me, and what, what can I do to prevent that? Mm-hmm. And you know, you kind of learn from mistakes. Like for me, I know once they broke into the company truck, so I went out and I got cameras installed. I went and installed a bunch of lights, so my front yard looks like a prison, just lit up like a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it stayed on all all the time, and you know that deters people away because. Now you got that going on, and uh, now next thing I might do is a little like our little uh, alarm system that if any some someone passes, it just starts ringing alarms. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, it's like even like when my company truck got broken into. Um, yeah, like like uh, Zach was saying, you know, it's all the company's property, and I got a P card to replace everything. But in a way, I kind of took that personal. Oh, absolutely. I exactly. You know, and that's. One of the things where, like, yeah, it's insured. Yeah, it's not your material. And, yeah, you can just go get more. But uh, hardening the vehicle or whatever would be the next logical step. But, you know, it's a leased vehicle. Exactly. So you can't exactly start, you can't exactly start welding on, you know, the a barrel lock, yeah. puck locks <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Exactly. You know, you have to actually, like, schedule an appointment, get it to the, you know, get it to this dealership. Mm-hmm. And then they put that on. And then, you know, six months later, it's winter in our case or whatever. And you don't put those Amerilocks on because they won't come back off. Yes, right. And so you're back to where you were six months ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then it's like I've even, like, you know, gone to the pawn shops looking for my stuff. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, I've been there, done that. I've, you know, I had my, my wife's car uh, in Janesville or whatever got broken into and they took her purse because she left it in the passenger seat and it was parked in front of our house mm-hmm. like right up next to our win- you know right up next to our bed door window mm-hmm. you know and uh, we didn't hear shit you know? yeah. um, and then uh, so we come out there she's going to get in her car and go to work and she realized that there's snow inside her car and she's like well why the hell is that she turns yep. her head and there's her window wide you know it's gone yes and so she calls the police and then her boss and then the police come over. They do the investigation mm-hmm. and they drive around and they find her purse and they ask her to come down to the station and get it. And, um, you know, she got her purse and everything. They literally they literally just took the purse. There was no cash in it. Uh-huh. And they ditched, they ditched the purse and the bag because there was nothing in it. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, so it basically wasted like six hours of her day Yep. for nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's when we start getting introduced with, like, tracking devices that... I know, like, Apple, for example, they got the Apple tags. You're right. And I think they got, they got like, for $100, you get four of them. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I want to invest on. Put that in, like, a tool bag. Put that maybe on a company truck in case, you know, someone steals the whole company <laughs> truck from you. I mean, and, and it's good. Yeah, keep that around. Put that in your tool bag or tool, you know, pouch that you carry around with you. So, you know, if someone does take it, like, look, go to, to the cops and be like, hey, here's the address. I got a tag on it's still active you know that's just something easier to to find your stuff with well you know it'd be great on construction site if there's like a way that you could actually like 
track it where you are on that site because like looking from a satellite view you can see that it's still in the building somewhere but let's say if you're like in an office building that's like 700 rooms in there you don't know what floor you don't know what side the building's on yeah oh, they, well, the apple apple tech has got you like like oh really okay. yeah yeah i was gonna say and yeah. then you got the tick or whatever it is which is up to like three or 15 feet or something like that uh -huh. and then you can actually make it make a noise because uh, it's bluetooth okay so uh, so it'll piggyback off of bluetooths in the area uh -huh. to to a, to a phone that has a satellite signal uh-huh and so you can actually like now you know where it's at. You can walk into the building, try to find the room that it's in, and just hit the button to make it make noise. Ah. And and now you got them red-handed. Wow! So if you wanted to, you could yeah. find them yourself. Mm -hmm. Yep. Exactly. That's how I've seen a guy on YouTube. He he uh he tested this theory by having his bike outside his house, and he put a put a uh, one of those tags on it. And I think it lasted for four days. No one took it until finally he, someone took it. And sure enough, he goes and finds it in an apartment complex, and it gets narrow and narrow, and it even tells you, uh, look up or down, and it goes, and that tells you, like, which direction to even go for there. So, yeah, he found it laying there. They ditched it in the trash. He found it back after he kept going over there. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, now, I wonder, you know, you talk about finding something. So, what about that fine line between stealing something and finding something that you think was lost or misplaced. Because like one time we had a situation where um, we were working down in a parking garage. Drywall guy comes by. Uh, he sees the drill and he sees the bandsaw, picks them both up, puts them in the back of his minivan and drives off. Um, and so we know this because we went back and rolled back the, the camera that happened to be aiming in that direction. And we just saw the guy do it uh, uh, after the fact. And so when a guy came back the next day, uh, all they did was walk up to him and ask him, hey, can I have my drill and saw back? And the guy went in his truck and gave it back to him with no questions and no explanation. So it made me wonder, you know, was he really trying to steal, you know, at a, you know was, was he taking advantage of an opportunity or did he just think that somebody might have left it behind? Because, of course, we all know that on a job site, unless your name is on the tools like finders keepers, if, you know, you leave something behind. So um, what, what, what do you think? about that? In that case, no, I, I would say that was a thief. Okay. Because if, yeah, because like, okay, say say if it was your stuff mm -hmm. and that was your drill uh, and, and, and saw, so you're like, oh, cool, there's my drill and saw, I'm going to take it, put it in my van. Yep. And then some random guy goes up to you and be like, hey, can I get my drill and saw back? You're not going to hand it back. You're going to be like, what are you talking about? Uh -huh. This is mine. Yep. But in your case, the guy was like, yeah, here you go. That to me is, okay, the guy was stealing he got caught, mm -hmm. and it's like he's just—he's not even gonna bother. Like, okay, I got caught. Here you go. So no, yeah, I, I think that guy—he—he—he was gonna—he was—he was gonna go to steal it, and yeah. he just—he just got caught. Mm -hmm. But what? what but, but you think there are times though where, like, let's say you—you—you you, 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 people can mistakenly find something when they didn't realize they were just taking it from somebody, not, not realizing that it wasn't lost. Yes, uh, I had that situation happen at a job of mine. Um, the boss's daughter. Okay. <laughs> always leaves her yeah, always leaves her tools everywhere. Like 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 she does not carry no belt or nothing. So she'll just carry what she can in hand and then leave it somewhere and forgets about it. And I'm talking she leaves drills, impacts, her hand tools, and then tries to call you up seeing if you've seen them. Well this one time we were working at this one place and she left her drill or sorry, her impact uh somewhere and couldn't find it. And she started 
blaming the painters because the painters took the lift and last time she claimed it was on the lift and it was no longer there well she starts going off and screaming and saying y'all stole it y'all stole it y'all took it you were on the lift and it's and i got one of them one of the painters came up to us and was like hey i like i'm gonna tell you right now i didn't steal nothing never stole nothing in my life and it's like i got no reason to steal from you like i can get my own stuff and it's like matter of fact we're gonna return the lift so we know there's no problems well, later on, she found out, like, she left it on top of uh, the stud. And, uh. yeah, where she was at, like, putting it in Reese's cans and set it on top. And she's making a whole, pretty much making a full or something. Wow. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I surrender at that one. Like, <laughs> sir, start pointing the finger early. <laughs> So we're going to wrap up here with our podcast. Uh, so any final thoughts before before we uh, 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 close out today? Don't steal. Hey, all right. <laughs> what about yeah, you, Zach? And if, and if you're going to, better make it worth your damn job in your life because <laughs> it very well might cost it. <laughs> hey, you know, Go across the country, please. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what, what, what I figure is that Lying, cheating, and stealing doesn't get you very far, even though we see people who seem to get ahead when they do that in one way or another. I think eventually it all catches up with them and we just don't see the fall or, 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 or the consequences of what they do. And I believe that like people who live that kind of life, they're always drinking a lot and taking a lot of antacids because I'd imagine that you're... you're Life has to be very, very stressful because you're always looking over your shoulder and you're wondering, you know, who believed you and who were you able to fool and what did you get away with? And you don't know if you got away with it or not. You don't know if it's going to come back to you later on. And I just think that that's a very um, stressful and hectic way to live. It may be fun or look like fun based upon the rewards that come out of that. But I, I, I do think that people who live that way... Um, are living a very horrible life um, um, and c- compared to what people may think looking at it from the outside. And so um, I'd like to thank everybody for joining us for another podcast at Electrician U. Uh, we have all kinds of trade-related material and educational resources available at electricianu.com. So if you're studying for a state exam or you simply want to edify your own knowledge, we offer a comprehensive array of videos, study guides, interactive forums, and um, even online classes. And it's all for 70 cents a day or even a little bit less than that. Um, it's a total of $19.95 a month. And so just take a moment to check out what we have at electricianu.com. I'm Brock Lancaster, your host. My co-host this evening was Zachary Metten. And then our guest from the Discord server tonight was Oscar. And until next time, we thank you for joining us and have a good day. Thank you.